and welcome to another episode of the Thinking Thick podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. We are switching things up a little bit. We are recording in a different location, so bear with us with our audio, although I think it sounds good. It sounds decent. Sounds nice. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about quarantine because that is still happening. It is. You are the first person I have seen in the flesh in over a month. Oh my god. You have been quarantining hard. Have you seen other people? I have. Oh, my it God. It sounds like a relationship. <laughs> Are you cheating on me, Lola? Are you seeing other people? I am. I am. I'm sorry. We never define the relationship. Oh, typical man. No, it's like it's like a typical man answer. For real, you're the only other person besides my family. So, like, my parents and my sister because I live with them that I have seen in the flesh. Yeah. I, I saw some friends last week, and then when I saw them, it hadn't been for, like, a whole month since I'd seen someone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I have I have rarely been in contact with humans. So it's weird. It is so weird because I am such – I didn't realize how much I thrive out of social interactions. Yeah. And then this happened, and I was like – who am I? What is life? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Like everything just got flipped upside down. And then there was a meme I saw because it was my birthday. And it was just like, I think this is the worst thing that could ever happen to an Aries because they're so like, to, they're supposed to be so sociable. It's like all the Aries are going to have to spend their birthdays alone. Oh no. And I was like, it took me a bit to like process that because yeah. like for a hot minute, I was very, very sad. You, in the last episode that we talked about when we were talking about quarantine, you said you'd be really pissed if you had to celebrate your birthday. And you also said, like, if this goes on for more than two weeks and it's been like a month. It's been a month and it's going to be another month. Yeah, Governor Prisker literally just recently announced that it's going to be extended through May, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be like May 31st. Yeah. So it's a whole nother month. I... Uh, you know, I feel like at first you're just like, woo, we get to work from home. People who aren't really used to working from home got excited about working at home. And now it's like, oh, my gosh, I want to be in the office. Like I miss the commute. I miss the routine. And it's just throwing up so many different routines that you don't really even think about. And maybe yeah. that you like complained about. But now you're like, I, I've taken this for granted, this routine. No, I totally understand what you are saying because – So for this episode, um, we are recording at my job, which is empty right now. So like every single time I come in, I'm like, I kind of miss like my employees. I miss Mm -hmm. like working with people because I'm like, it's completely like different. Yeah. And I didn't really have like a strong routine. I actually think I have like a better routine now than I did before because I felt like I needed it. Whereas, like, before I, like, had work and, like, every day coming to work was kind of different just because it's, like, a very, like, fast-paced environment. So, like, not having that, I had to create, like, some sort of structure so that I wouldn't go batshit crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. If you have a lot of, like, stimulus in your environment, then you need to create something that will continue that. Not having routine is really hard. It really, really – it affects you emotionally in ways that you don't even expect – I'm definitely getting the blunt of that. Like I am used to having routine as well. And it's just, it's, it feels like, what am I supposed to be doing now? I don't know what to be doing. What have you been doing? It doesn't feel like I'm not 
busy. I still feel busy. Like I, I feel like I see online a lot of people are like, I don't know, taking up new hobbies. And honestly, what used to be empty in stores were like toilet paper. And now toilet paper is being restocked. And now it's like baking items. Like there's yeast is gone, flour is gone, which is so weird. I couldn't find yeast and I wanted to make bread. I still can't find yeast anywhere. So you can tell that people are like taking up hobbies like baking or cooking. And I, I haven't been really getting into that just because I still have school. I still have work. So uh, I've st- I'm still doing those things, I guess. And I am picking up some new things like hand lettering, which is one of my goals for the year. I wanted to do some hand lettering stuff. And so I've started to get more tools for hand lettering and I'm practicing that more. So what about you? So I kind of still have work, kind of don't. It's so weird because like for those that like, don't know which I'm guessing it's the majority because I never I don't think I said it but I manage a trampoline park so a lot of my job is on site and we're closed so it's kind of like I have some office stuff to do but like it's been reduced drastically because there's no like daily operational office stuff to do and then it's mostly right now just calling people and like emailing people and being like, Hey, we can't host your birthday party anymore. Please don't yell at me. Um, although for the, like the most part, people have been like super nice. There was this one lady. Oh my God. I was like, I literally talked back to her because I was like, ma'am, I don't understand what part of a global pandemic makes you think that it's okay for you to be a bitch to other people. (laughs) That's how people are dealing with it, though. Like, that's how people are coping is by yelling. And I don't understand because she's like, you're stupid. You don't understand what's going on. People are dying. I'm like, excuse me? Exactly. So I can't host your party. Like, it was just like one of the – I don't – like, I literally texted the owner. And I was just like, just so you know, I went off on this lady. So if there's any (laughs) negative review, like, she deserved it. She deserved it. And, like, I don't take it back. I told her, I was like, you are rude. You're disrespectful. I'm like, you are not acting like a good person. And I was like, this is not how you go about getting what you want. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you are nice to me, I'm like, I will be more than happy to help you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but the way that you're behaving, I'm like, is completely unacceptable. Yeah. And then she's like, she calmed down, but then she's like, fine, tell me what I have to do for you to help me. And I was like, you could stop being so rude. And what did she say? She's like, fine. And then like I refunded her like whatever like she wanted. And she's like, thank you. She's like, thank you so much for it. And I cut her off. I'm like, I don't need your thank you. Goodbye. And I hung up the phone. I have never been more mad in my life. Damn. <laughs> like I walked out of the office. I was shaking. Oh, well, wow. I was shaking. I couldn't even finish my coffee. I was so upset. The anger did it for you. It yeah. Gave you enough adrenaline. And- <laughs> Like, I was just, like, my – one of my employees was, like, are you okay? Because I was, like, ringing something up, and my hand was literally trembling. I oh was, like, gosh. this lady. I was, like, people are just – it's such an interesting time because everyone's reacting so differently. Yeah. Public service announcement. Her reaction was totally unnecessary. And if you're reacting like that, you have a lot more deep-seated issues <laughs> That you need to check. I think that a lot of people are just like reacting with fear, anxiety. Like some people are super positive, but then I'm just like, it's hard to stay positive at all times, especially yeah. when you're alone. Yeah. It's it's easier to like, if you talk to someone to be like, oh, like we'll get through it, blah, blah, blah. But like there's some moments in the day where you're like 
this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, or we couldn't make it out of this. Yeah. My professor was just like, yeah, the way that people are responding to this has more to do with them than like the, the situation itself, you know? So that lady, she's yelling at you and she can say and blame it on, on it being COVID, but really it's like, there's something more going on with her. So you're absolutely right with that. But I think there's a sense of loss too. Like people are, are almost grieving or like experiencing loss with whatever plans they have, like marriages and like visiting like newborns, family members that they can't. And so I think, yeah, people respond to loss and, and grieve in such crazy ways. Like you would never expect somebody to just yell at someone like that for having to cancel for a reasonable like reason. So it's just crazy like the things that I have thought about because a good friend of mine had to cancel her wedding and I was so sad for her. Like I got the notice that she postponed the bridal shower um, because it was supposed to be in May. Yeah. And then she was hoping it would get better because her wedding was in June. Mm -hmm. And then like we got the notification that they're just postponing it. It was supposed to be, if if they couldn't be in June, they were going to try to do July. But the way that it's just been going. They just completely decided to postpone until next year. Yeah. And I was like, that would be so hard. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like that would be like one of the hardest things. And I think that it's okay for people to like be processing that loss, like mm-hmm. high school graduation. That's hard. Yeah. That would be so hard. Or even like college, like I graduated college last year because I'm a late bloomer. One of my friends is supposed to graduate in May mm-hmm. and all her other friends, like a big batch of her friends graduated with me last May. Yeah. So it's like out of our friend group, like she was the one that was graduating this year. And then now she doesn't she like. can't walk. Yeah. And like for her, that was such a big accomplishment because she put herself through school, like working two jobs. Wow. Like she paid she for deserves everything. To walk. I know. And I was just thinking about her today. I was like, I need to like message her and like reach out to her because like thinking about it made me like so sad because mm-hmm. for me, like graduation was such an important time and I would have been devastated right I think everyone's entitled to feel that loss but like for me I was like I was the first one in my family to go to college like I was like first generation like Mexican-American like it had a lot of strong emotional ties and I know for her it was the same thing like I can't imagine like how upsetting and how like much of a disappointment it would be to not get that right yeah I think colleges are planning on doing some sort of something afterwards, but it's not the same, you know, like, cause you're done and then you'll have to like wait. And then after however long this, this like lasts, like to go back when you're not in school anymore, like it just doesn't seem like it's, it's definitely not the same. So for sure, that's a huge loss. So sad. Yeah. And I think people are trying to do the best with what they can. Have you seen like the like the COVID-19 weddings, like they're doing like weddings through Zoom. Yes. Actually, I got invited to a wedding and they did Through Zoom? Uh, no. I got invited. I mean, it was an in-person one, but they decided to do it on Facebook Live. So <laughs> they had their wedding on Facebook. And so- How yeah. was that? I didn't attend. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't. Awkward. Why not? I don't know. I, I guess like I wasn't super, super close with them. Like I knew them in college but we haven't really like talked since then so I didn't really go and they gave updates on Facebook and all that but I'm I mean I'm happy for them like I'm glad that they're married now and they were able to continue I'm wondering like do people have to return like do they get their money back 
I would, okay, so like a lot of places are doing their best, like, okay, like from a business standpoint, because like I do manage a pretty successful business, you kind of have to, like, I feel like most venues are pretty like understanding. Is it the first thing like that they want to do? Probably not. So like, I think that's why like the majority, like your first step is to like postpone it. Right. So like if they can postpone the wedding, like that's even like that's better because like you're not losing that money. No one's losing. Yeah, yeah. like no one's losing it. You're just moving it to like a later date. Eventually, you're gonna get it. But like once you get to like the place where like people are just canceling, like that's when you're like you're losing on so much money. Mm -hmm. So for like what I've heard and like talking to like my friend and like hearing like from other people, like most venues, especially when it comes to like weddings and stuff like that, are totally understandable. Like are totally, like, understanding postponing it Mm -hmm. um, and, like, kind of just being, like, we'll host your wedding in a later day. Please don't cancel. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that given, like, the situation, it's kind of, like, if you don't return someone's money, it's it's just really bad negative, like, views on your business. Yeah. Like, here, it's so annoying. Like, I try to get them to postpone as much as possible, but, like, a lot of them are like, no, I just want a refund because we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like I understand it, but at the same time, it's like the business, like businesses, are getting such a big hit from it. Yeah, yeah. I follow this like black-owned business thing on Instagram, and like last time we had talked a little bit about how like the disparity between who's getting the resources and who's not, like that's kind of disproportionate. I've seen online with like black entrepreneurship entrepreneurship or like black owned businesses like they're getting hit too and local businesses are not getting as much there there's more like money and relief going towards like corporations and like bigger businesses than there are with like local mm-hmm. and even like yeah minority owned businesses and so that's getting hit really hard too which is really sad yeah there's much relief there And then this whole thing is getting politicized, which I think is insane. Like I've seen there's a split now between the like Republicans and they they're like, we want to go like we want everything to open. There a split. (laughs) I know. But it just it's weird, though, that these opinions are like COVID is politicized. It doesn't make sense that it would be. It's like we're all in the same place. But I feel like you see this like the Republican side of things is more like open businesses back up again. We're destroying the economy. And then the left side or like the Democrats are more like stay your ass at home. Like (laughs) you're going to, you're going to do more harm than good than trying to like protest and go out there and try to like get, I'm saying it's politicized now, which I think is so strange. Like it's so weird that there are associations between political parties about like the opinion on how to deal with this because I, I, I don't know. It's just strange. And some some people are thinking too, like, what's worse, the economic devastation or like the health of people? Like, are you are more people gonna be hurt if you open up things back up again and people are like in a small amount of space getting infected? Or is it gonna be worse um, if you continue to stay at home and the economy continues to crash? And so I think that that's a huge argument and there's tension between that which is new to me and is weird so like what do you think well I think my opinion is more like 
we should find a way that is both safe and economically like smart. So I don't think that we should open, just open back up the country and let people walk all willy nilly because you're still putting people at risk. <laughs> willy nilly. <laughs> I try not to laugh out loud at that. Whatever, like, Amaris. Just seeing you say it, I was like, willy nilly. What am I supposed to say, Amaris? <laughs> but I've never heard you say that. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, like walking around like, that doesn't seem safe, but also I can understand why people would think that staying at home and, and not contributing to the economy would be devastating. So, like, how, how can we find a way to make the economy continue to thrive while also staying safe at home? Like, I feel like that there should be more of an effort to, like, to make it safe and, like, economically beneficial instead of just either walking around when you have no business doing it because you're putting people at risk or, like, just not finding different ways to continue to like stimulate the economy. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my opinion, but I am not at all an economist or a business person. I've never studied finance. So I don't really know what it would take to like make that work. Like to get from like point A to point B. Yeah. Like this is the idea, yeah. but like how do you actually get there? Yes. We should have included my friend Derek because he's into finance and he'll often like I'm in a group text with him and he'll often like talk about like oil prices and the negatives and this, and he'll use all these words that economists and mm -hmm. traders use to like explain how this is devastating everything. And so I, I wish that we had his opinion to see like, how can you make it more, how can you make it beneficial for, I don't know, mm -hmm. both of these situations. So. Well, he can always listen to the episode and then comment. He can. So now you know. Incentive. Eric. Yeah. Incentive. We're both pointing at the mic just so you Pretending know. Pretending like, that it's you. you. <laughs> anyway, what do you think? I agree with you. I think that like same thing. I have absolutely no idea what it would take to do that. I was an English major. So <laughs> I that's that's my excuse for a lot of things when it no, comes I'm to math. I'm no. like English major. Sorry. Um, I don't number. Um, <laughs> but it's. It is very interesting, like, going back to what you said, seeing it divided politically. Again, like, I think everything – I think people have just, like, an act for making everything political, kind of warping things into a way that will fit their views and, like, what they think is the right thing. And, like, I watched so many of, like, the news reports about the people that were out protesting, especially, mm -hmm. like, I think – the first one that I saw was in Michigan. They were protesting the governor. I forgot her name, but they actually already sued her because she extended the stay-at-home order. And then, like, there was a bunch of people out there protesting, and a lot of the signs were like, I need a haircut. Right. And, yeah. like, my body, my choice, which, like, okay, let's talk about how those people holding up a my body, my choice poster are most likely not in favor of abortion. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> Just like quick pointing that out. Yeah. Um, so I think that was very, very interesting. And I think that in a way, it kind of makes me feel sad because I think that people are very self-focused. And I think that it takes a lot for people to like kind of see the bigger picture because a lot of the people that they were interviewing, I remember one specifically, he said, it's not my responsibility to take care of you. Mm -hmm. I take care of myself. I make sure I'm healthy. You do the same. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think that that is such a privileged mentality to have. And 
it is something that like I was kind of thinking about because going back to like the communities that are hit the most here in Chicago, the most struck community is African-Americans. And after that is Hispanics. Mm -hmm. And when they were like doing the reports on it, they were saying how it could be like genetics, like everything has happened. Everything has been so new that obviously finding that type of information would take a bit. It would take a bit of research. Um, So they're like, it could be genetics, but they were also talking about like it probably has a lot to do with economy classes. Like African-Americans, Hispanics, they tend to have jobs that are more labor-focused where they don't have the privilege to work from home. They have to go to work. And a lot of them are in, quote-unquote, like essential businesses, like manufacturing. Like manufacturing, for the most part, hasn't stopped. Yeah. Like my parents both work at manufacturing companies. They're both – my mom – Actually, they just closed down, but like up until yesterday, it was an essential business um, because they produced, I forgot what they produced, but it goes to hospitals. And my dad does like shipping. So the company that they produced for was like slowing down a little bit and they've taken like precautions. They like divided their employees into like different shifts where like Mm -hmm. they didn't have a night shift now. Now they have a night shift to kind of keep everyone a little bit more separated. But I think that that's it, it kind of ties everything back together for to me where like people who have that privilege and I use that word sometimes like I don't use it lightly because I I understand that it's something that people have very very strong opinions about but from my perspective like if you have that privilege you can't assume that everyone is like that like congratulations you get to work from home but other people like have to go out so you like in my opinion like everyone has to do their part and if your part is to just stay at home and not get a haircut it's not going to kill you mm-hmm. my dog's out there looking super shaggy i can't take her to the groomers mm-hmm. like a haircut's not going to kill you learn to cut your own hair and i understand that small businesses like need that support but i agree that there should be more focused on finding a way to still help but doing like what you can so that this doesn't like keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And like what you were mentioning earlier about like the healthcare system and people of color with like personally like being black, there's there's already an issue with the healthcare system with African Americans and I might have even pointed it out a little bit in like the stereotype episode. I can't quite remember if I said it, but like um, especially black women are are not treated as well in the healthcare field. They're not taken seriously. They're yeah. Well, there's a there's a, a statistic that in the U.S. more black women die during labor than sure. any other race. Yes, they yeah. So there's already disparity. So like this is not a new thing with COVID. It's just it, it brings to light what already exists, mm-hmm. you know, in the healthcare system. And when when people try to say that this is a new issue. <laughs> Like, it definitely is not. Race has never been a new issue. And I think that, like, it's it's one of those things where I feel like anything that happens, like, is going to, like, people are going to want to, like, address it in a different way. But I think that, you know, like, when you take away, like, all the, like, how do I say it? Like, when you take away, like, all the added, like, unnecessary, like, talk that people put into it, strip it down, like, you see what communities are more affected. Yeah, And at the end, it comes down to, like, the same thing that kind of has always been in place right. in this country. Right. And that's where it's, like, 
people want to make it sound like it's a new thing, but it's, it's not a new thing. And I think that's why people of color are still trying to speak about these things, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, I always, it, it always seems like that there's this annoyance with people of color or yeah, there's this annoyance of people of color speaking against injustices, but it's like, we keep talking about these things because it's still an issue and you're trying to make it sound like it's not an issue or this is a new thing, but it's not, people mm-hmm. are still not being heard, which is why we're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's just interesting how it does. Um, bring to light the things that are already existing. Is the economy suffering? A hundred percent. I don't, did they say it's like we're already in another recession or like we're on our way to another recession? Mm -hmm. Do you know? Derek was here. He would answer like, what? Derek, can you help (laughs) us out? Can you comment please? Um, But like I heard something about like we're either on our way or like we've already entered another I'm recession. I'm sure we probably already. So if we are in a recession, I understand the importance of like stimulating the economy. But it just makes me think of like what's the price point when it comes to like people dying. Thousands of people have died. Just in New York alone, which you know how much I love that city. The last time I checked, it was like 4,000. There has to be what you were saying a way for them to figure out how to do both. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where like it comes down to like the people in power and like people that are involved in politics and like community politics and like how to prioritize safety while at the same time like minimizing the economic effects. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's more than thousands. It's been hundreds of thousands, right? Yeah. More than 200,000 people have died from the coronavirus worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. 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 So I and I think that is significant. You don't want to put people at risk so that more people have like more people die. So it's definitely worth thinking about and not something that is worth like rushing into. Like I don't think a protest is a good idea. I don't think it it just adds more pressure and I don't think that this decision should be made due to pressure. I think people yeah. really need to think about like what what's worse and and find a way to make it beneficial in both ways instead of trying to do it one or the other cuz one or the other is a quick decision. It's an easy quote unquote easy like quick fix to a problem that's really really complicated so for sure. Yeah. And then real quick, did you see the video of people blocking they were protesting and they were blocking the entrances to a hospital? That's horrible. I have never been more pissed off in my entire life. And there, this one lady was yelling at, like, a nurse, like, telling them, like, their job didn't matter, like, all this stuff. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, ambulances can't get through. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, at that point, I don't care what your point is. You're just being a shitty human. Yeah. Like, and- that's not how you go about protesting. You don't block off entrances to a hospital when you don't know who's in that ambulance. Right. You don't know anything about anyone's yeah. story. and. Yeah, you're just thinking about yourself at that point, which is crazy. I think another interesting thing that happened was when the president said to inject disinfectant in the body and how it will remove the virus in less than one minute. Okay, is that a direct quote? I I kid you not, I found the video where he talked about that. And I and I thought the same exact thing you did, which is why I was like, is that really what he said? It's legitimate. Because, okay, I have not seen it. Like, I've, I've seen the memes. I've seen, like, the comments on it. But, like, I haven't actually seen it. So, like, what did he say? He legitimately was like, yeah, like, we're looking at several things. Like, he talked about light and heat 
being put in the body to help um, help alleviate or remove like the symptoms. And he kind of even asked for confirmation from the health experts. And and the woman, <laughs> you could tell the woman was kind of like, "What are you doing?" Because he kind of talks off filter, like he he kind of ad libs when he talks, and so okay. he's not going off any script. He's just literally talking and i feel so bad for whoever has whoever is his speechwriter, man like they are probably, he's not listening he's not listening yeah, to who it's like he just says whatever freaking out every so time the healthcare woman was like the healthcare woman was like um we we've seen it with the flu and how that works but with this it's different like it's not really how that works and and then he mentioned like yeah we've seen that we can inject disinfectant into the body um to remove the virus, it'll remove it really quick and it'll help with the lungs is what he, I'm paraphrasing, but it's really close to what he was saying to, to remove. And that's where all those memes came from. I, I was so confused as to why I thought it was like kids doing stuff with disinfectant. I thought it was a TikTok Like they thing. did with the, um, yes. Type pods. I thought it was literally like another person, another kid did something with disinfectant I mean, where they consumed it, but it was a big orange kid. Yeah. It was the president saying that we could perhaps remove the virus by injecting disinfectant. And then Clorox did a, like, had to write a thing on Instagram saying, hey, do not inject this in the body. This is not how this works. Like, no, please don't. Yeah. I'm, like, dumbfounded right now. It's, like, every single day he just loses more brain cells. There was an actor and he posted like a tweet and he was just like, he's so stupid. It's like, he is so stupid that I don't even have to tell you who that sentence is about. And like, you will know who I'm talking about. And like, that's how I feel right now. It's just like, that is just, let's ignore the fact that he said it, but the fact that other people are lacking the common sense to actually believe it. It's, it's wild. These are wild times. I, you know, so another thing I think about too is how like back in the day during the depression, the result of it was you'd have this people like hoard so that they don't ever feel like they are at a loss of food or experience what they did go through. And I'm so curious what that'll be like for us. Like how will coronavirus affect the way that people like live and people act towards one another after this? That's something I've always wondered too. I'm like, I hope. I hope it's not that people hate physical touch now because I love physical touch, <laughs> you know, but I think I'm always going to think of it. Even in TV shows that I'm watching and I see people like shake hands or hug, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I am thinking to myself like, oh, I think it's weird that that's happening in TV. Like my brain's already starting to get used really? to Really? Yes. My brain is starting to get used to the fact that like you want to keep your distance that when I see people like hug or there's a group of people on a TV show, I'm like, oh my God. That's very interesting. I haven't thought about that. I've thought about it more as in like daily activities, like with work and stuff like that. But I, I never really thought about how it would affect that. Mm-hmm. And I think now that you said it, I think it might be weird for a little bit. A very kind of like you have to like readjust a little bit back to that but I also think that humans are very sociable creatures and like I think that that is one of the hardest things that people have to deal with right now Mm -hmm. so I think that because like we lack it and we are like designed to be sociable and designed to like want to be around people um like we're gonna like as soon as this like quote-unquote like ends that's one of the first things people are gonna do is like want to be social and like want to like bring back the hugging and like the kissing and stuff like that because like I've seen a lot of posts where it's just like 
what's the first thing you're going to do when this is over? And people are like, hug, like mm-hmm. hug everyone, like hug my parents. Because like, it also like, I haven't felt it because I'm, I'm still hugging my parents and like, I haven't seen anyone else. And like, I'm not much of a hugger when it comes to like just my friends and stuff. Cause like, I want to respect their space and like, maybe they're not much of a hugger, but like if one of my friends, like one of my friends that like hugs all the time, like it would be just in my instinct to like want to hug her again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not going to go and hug like my friend that never hugs because like they're probably, re- probably thriving right now that people don't want to touch them. <laughs> they're like, this is my time. <laughs> like no physical contact show whatsoever. Is. Yeah. <laughs> I have never felt more like alive, <laughs> but yeah, I think eventually we're going to restore that aspect of like humans, humans, of like human nature back. But I also think that like, I've seen, you know, like people question like, oh, like you want to return back to normal, but like you need to consider what's like, what's a good normal to return to? Mm-hmm. Cause like, there's so many aspects of our society that are like, you know, maybe when we return quote unquote back to normal, like maybe normal, like a new normal now will be seeing how disenfranchised communities should have like better access to healthcare. Mm -hmm. Cause if we return it back to normal the way it was before, we've already proven that that shouldn't be a good normal. To be honest, I hope that would be the case, but I really doubt it. (laughs) I I think it takes, I think it's going to take a bit, you know what it has affected? What? Dating. It has. It It has has definitely affected dating. I was like, is there were so many like quarantine and chill memes. <laughs> so many. And I don't know, what are your thoughts about that? Quarantine and chill? Dating during the quarantine. Oh, um, I probably would thrive because I love phone conversations. Although you do, you love calling people on the phone. Oh my gosh. It took it. me a bit to get used to you calling me on the phone. Yeah, I yeah. love it. But at the same time, now that I think about it more thoroughly, I don't know that it I mean, I think you get to more get to know somebody better. Like all those people who are into hooking up, like that's gonna be that's gonna be out the window for right now. And so, like that's good. That I think you have to be more intentional and actually talk to a person. But mm-hmm. I'm guessing people are gonna want to text, which is the worst. I think it's okay. So full like disclosure. Disclosure. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. gonna say disclaimer, but I'm like, this is not a disclaimer. <laughs> I have been quarantined dating, and it has been. Super, super weird. I think it just makes it to where you kind of have to have, like, how you said, like, the right intentions. Like, anyone that is just wanting to, like, hook up or, like, not really wanting anything beyond kind of just, like, starting to talk, it's not going to really work because all you're doing is talking. Right. And then, like, at the other end, that makes it very, very hard because, like, you're postponing, like, the actual meeting up. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, like, can kind of discourage people because I love talking. I absolutely love talking and I'm getting discouraged. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is actually, like, very frustrating. Plus, like, no one's doing anything. So it's like, how's your day going? I've done the exact same thing for the past <laughs> month, bro. Like, nothing has changed. <laughs> I got no updates. No updates. Uh, no stories. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Like, I'm no talking- one has interesting lives right now. <laughs> exactly. Like, this, oh, my God, no. But, like, it's literally the exact same thing. It was like, good. I'm watching Netflix. Yikes. Yeah, like, you're right. <laughs> it's it's honestly like, it, it's just a lot of that. And I think that for me, it's kind of like a little frustrating because like if I do like someone, I'm like, I want to meet this person. Mm-hmm. And I think that like it makes it hard to kind of want to 
have better conversations when you know that that's not a possibility. And I feel like the best way to go about dating is to like talk for a little bit and then meet in person, but you have to postpone that. And some things can like, you build intrigue during the initial conversations and then you meet in person and then it like builds up from there, but you can't have, you don't have anything to build up to because you can't meet yet. And so things can just flatline because it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So that I can imagine that. that it feels be. like right now I'm talking to someone and like, he's so cute. And I was like, I want to like, me and like I want to get to know them more but like at the same time you're like nervous because like it feels like everything is stalled yeah so it's like how do you try and keep it like interesting when like there's nothing interesting and like Mm -hmm. I love deep conversations but I also need someone that's gonna like match me there because like if I want to get to know you especially now like I want like love that it makes you slow down Mm -hmm. like I love that Mm -hmm. but then you also have to find someone that's kind of on the same page with you because like if I'm constantly, like, trying to talk to someone and it's just, like, superficial conversation, I'm, like, I'm done. I'm bored. Like, I'm, like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. So it's, like, I need someone that's going to, like, meet me at that place. Like, hey, I want to get to know you more, too. Like, I want to see how your brain works. Like, yada, yeah. yada, yada. So, and I think that's very hard to come by on dating apps. I don't know. But those quarantine, there's, like, one account and it's so funny it's like you facetime once like your second facetime like you're engaged and like your third facetime is like your facebook live wedding and i was like (laughs) oh my god but that's funny it's just it's such a weird time and it's like i was thinking about it like i never thought i'd live through this like the only other event i can think about was like 9 11 and we were little And, like, I think this is another – and I think you might have said it, too. Like, this is going to be in, like, the history books. Like, this is going to be another event that, like, we're going to talk about, like, when we're older. Mm -hmm. Be, like, old and telling my kids, like, in the year 2020. That's what I'm saying, Amaris, though. I'm, like, I wonder how we're going to talk about this and how it's going to affect us. Like, so crazy. We've lived through so many things where it's, like – this is going to be in the books. We've been through a, a other recession. We've been through 9-11. We're like, we've lived through a lot. I think it's important to try and establish like as much of a good routine for you as possible. And also like realize that there's going to be days where this absolutely sucks mm-hmm. and you're going to struggle with that. And that was me for like three days last week where like I had to force myself to shower or else I wouldn't have gotten out of bed. Right. Yeah. And I binged so many TV shows. For sure, for sure. I saw the Tiger King. We all got so bored that we watched Tiger King. That's I haven't finished, but like <laughs> I don't like anyone on that show. No one, yeah. There's no hero, all villain. <laughs> I'm just like I'm like everyone's hating on this Carol lady, but this other guy's just as bad. They're all really bad. But I need to finish it because, like, I think I told you, I'm like I'm only watching it to understand the memes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I did. And then. I went on TikTok. Oh my gosh. I, I think vowed that, never to do it. Huh? I vowed never to do it. I did that too, but I went on it and I love it. <laughs> Honestly, like. Better it, than Vine, same. Not. I never good. went on Vine. Oh, but I don't, oh, that makes sense. But I don't like how people were like, do it for the Vine. Like, yeah. I didn't get it. But I love TikTok. Like, the millennial part of it is so funny because it's just like everyone's literally like we swore we would never do it and then quarantine happened and this was supposed to be a joke I was only supposed to be on here to like watch the videos and then you're learning the TikTok dances Mm -hmm. which we should learn a TikTok dance oh my gosh my niece taught me the I don't know what it's called renegade no which one 
I'm a savage. That one, yeah. You know how to do it? My niece taught me that one, yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Lola's going to do that dance. Nope. Any other last thoughts? (laughs) On quarantine, I think we all just have to be, like, easy on each other and kind of realize that everyone is experiencing this differently. If you're able to, like, check in on yourself, check in on your friends. And I think that we also have to keep in mind that, like, it sounds like a lot. It sounds kind of depressing, but, like, this could be a lot worse. The virus could be a lot more malicious, too. Mm -hmm. It could be zombies, guys. And not even the slow zombies. It could be, like, the fast runner zombies. (laughs) Like, I can't run that fast. That's one of my biggest fears is if there's a zombie apocalypse, they're going to be fast-running zombies. <laughs> I need the slow ones. I need to be able to run away. So funny. Um, but, yeah, we're since I started talking about zombies, we're going to end it. We're going to call it Lola. <laughs> well, follow us on Instagram at Thinking Thick. Um, we're at Twitter at Thinking Thick 1. Somebody – oh, my gosh, I have to say this. Somebody emailed us, and it was incredible. So keep coming in with the emails. It was incredible. It was God's Lola was gift. so happy when I told her. It was a lengthy email too. And yeah, it was just like a lot of really good critiques and things that they liked about the podcast. So please let us know of any topics that you want us to talk about. Any, yeah, any helpful information. We're down for critiques and compliments. Um, so Ooh, yeah. yeah. Compliment me. Yeah. <laughs> critiques Butter and compliments. Me up. <laughs> At Thinking Think Podcast, Thinking Thick Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. So follow us. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye.